many believe there is more? If you don't believe there's more, then you got a boring God. This episode of the There's More podcast is sponsored by Covenant Rescue Group. Covenant Rescue Group was formed with a specific mission to generate resources and direct them strategically in the fight against human trafficking. They believe there are men and women across the world who have been uniquely gifted to enter harm's way to rescue the vulnerable, protect the weak, and administer justice to the wicked. Unfortunately, the assets, training, and tools needed aren't always readily available. Covenant Rescue Group seeks to provide the necessary resources to ensure that these men and women receive exactly what they need to fulfill their mission. If you want to help CRG, donate some money and help the fight against human trafficking, you can visit www.covenantrescuegroup.org for more information. All right, welcome to episode 24 of There's More Podcast, and we are back in the hot seat this morning with co-host Stephen Nix. Nix, how are you? I'm doing good, buddy. How about you? It's uh, good. It's been, once again, it's been a minute since we put out a podcast, and uh, we've had a couple couple hate phone calls. Not really hate, more of encouraging, like, come on, guys, like, when are you going to put another podcast out? So we are um, prayerfully back on track, and um, a lot has changed, once again, since our last, I feel like... Maybe there's a reason why we haven't met, but uh, hey, football's back. Football is back. I mean, if you're listening today, then uh, Coach Nick Saban has has the virus, which is, we'll take a moment of silence. Uh, yeah, well, I, I, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, we're okay, back. Okay, we're good. So I, I actually think that um, Saban's asymptomatic. He don't have any symptoms from it. So I, I think when the virus got to him, his body already told it to quit. Yeah, he, he, he actually wanted to get it up rumors you know it's what they say you know they are that's right is he kind of wanted to show them the process of how to how to beat it he showed COVID the process the process yeah you know they bought in and uh you know his his white blood cells they, they came in they attacked uh, dominated and, yeah they dominated they from the him, start you know they made him quit so made him quit made him quit that's we'll right. just say that that's right so uh, it, it's just good just to uh just to take a moment to to be back just to to share some things that are going on and some hopefully encouraging words to you guys of some things that God is doing and hopefully encourage you to continue to stay in the word. Um just recently at church we were able to get back to um life group which is kind of meeting corporately which was good and from the moment of just being in that corporate setting of being challenged and of being encouraged to stay in God's word and that is the season, I think, for 2020 for me that I've been in is how much I have been encouraged by others and uh, just the, the body of believers of saying, stay in the Word of God. Don't lean on your truth or what my thoughts and feelings are. Lean on the truth of God. Yeah, I think it's it's so important. Before we even press record, uh, me and Brent were talking just how really important it is to stay in God's Word, stay in prayer, um, those things, because if you don't do that, you tend to backslide a little bit and when you backslide you tend to, to miss god moments and so for us it's, it's so important just to stay in god's word stay in prayer i know it's it's easy for us to get distracted in this world because especially now i mean there's just you know between your job the the election that's coming up i mean all sorts of things your family you know whatever it is it's easy for us to become distracted to become lazy um, to, to have our attention on something else besides God, because honestly, man, like God deserves our very best every single day. He deserves our, our very best. Um, but we, we've had, I, I guess it's been about a month and a half since we recorded our, our last podcast. And I, I apologize cause I lied on the last one. Cause I told you guys, I was like, Hey, we're not going to wait, you know, another month to record another one. Well, we, we waited longer. So 
Um, but there's been some things happen between, you know, that our last podcast and now I know that, uh, Brent's going to share a story today of, of something really special that happened, that happened in his life. Um, that was just totally, uh, anointed by God. Um, and, and to, to hear Brent, he called me, I guess the, the day or, or, or so after it happened and, and was like, I got to tell you this story. And it was just when he told me, I was just like, "Wow!" I mean, that like God is all over it. I mean, he he had to have been, you know. It was it wasn't just a coincidence or or something like that. That was just okay. This just happened. Um, it, it was it was really a, a move of God. And uh, Brent, I don't if if you want to go ahead and get into that story, you can. Or if you want to share some scripture right now, um, Mike, yours, buddy. Yeah, I'll, I'll we'll we'll go into the story and then we'll kind of you know. I guess follow up or recap it with uh, just some scriptures on staying in the word and, and just to encourage you and that stuff. So uh, the most of you that, that know me or have been around me, I've, I've always kind of been known as the, the fireman or the firefighter. And, and that's, uh, that's kind of been, hopefully uh, I'll leave a legacy of, of sharing Jesus um, or even my lifestyle before Jesus. What I'll hopefully be able to say is, is, Hey, I didn't know Jesus. I lived this way. I found Jesus and Jesus radically changed everything. But, uh, I've been in the fire service since I was the age of 14. I think, uh, this, some of- this, sorry, this, this is his, uh, <laughs> this is his intro music. Very well done. I mean, just cute it up. Okay. I'm sorry. That's awesome. So I started really young in the fire service at 14. I think during my, my smoke diver story, I think we kind of shared my journey on that. So, uh, I've been in the as a career firefighter now for going on 18 years and 18 18 yeah that's just really weird I feel like five years ago I was 18 yeah I used to get my hair cut to get the curls out now it's to get the gray out that's ridiculous hey curls are for the girls man <laughs> so yeah I was um as I've kind of moved um throughout- no, no joke real quick I, I have a lot of gray hair coming in on the sides. Yeah. And some on the top. I had to go shorter on the sides. That's just your standard procedure. Uh, I had to. <laughs> I told, I told the, the, the barber, I was like, hey, man, I need you to get the gray out. He goes, I'm going to have to go shorter. I'm like, go shorter, do what you got to do. That's right. That's awesome. I'm sorry. No worries. So <clears throat> throughout the fire service, like you have different positions where you can start off. So when you start, you're a rookie. Your first year is your rookie year. And then you, uh, after your first year, you kind of can move into either, uh, you know, still nozzling or plugman. Nozzling is the one holding the nozzle, going the front door, and the plugman, fire, fire hydrant, used to be called fire plugs from the old, you know, wooden waterways and stuff. So, uh, you, the goal ultimately is to try to progress through the ranks. You can move through like sergeant, lieutenant. Um, some departments have captains, and then to the rank of uh, battalion chief. So it's kind of paramilitary in that aspect of you try to move through the ranks and, and it takes time. So uh, throughout my career, I started what they called it, I had a really fast start, meaning that we had to take a lot of tests to receive these promotions. So at two years in, and I don't say, hey, look at the, hey, look at me. I say, hey, look what God can do. At two years in, I came out number one on um, some promotional tests, but I wasn't going to get promoted. I'd only been there two years, which rightfully so. So I started getting passed over and I kind of had this image about me because I looked like I was 12 and a half going on 13. Like I was always the young guy. He's the young because I got hired on at 20. Yeah. So God allowed me to walk through a lot of processes of being passed over for promotions because a lot of it was perception. And in our world, sometimes perception is often reality. I mean, I was young. So, it is. Yeah. Um, so around uh, seven or eight year, years into the service, I got promoted to the first rank. Excuse me. I kept getting passed over at year nine. I made sergeant. 
All right, so nine years to make a sergeant. I've already been passed over, I think, five times. So you go through this process of grueling of, hey, just stay the course, stay the course. But yeah. sorry, today it's not your time. So then it's time to try to move to the next rank, which would be uh, lieutenant. So I'm continually taking classes, and the guys that I'm going up against are phenomenal, like guys that I look up to, the mentors of mine, really great friends of mine. So the guys that were getting it, I'm like, hey, I, man, I'm proud for you, but now I'll start getting passed over again passed over another three or four more times so it was like in a career sometimes you don't understand like i feel like my stories when i come in here it took me three years to pass smoke diver and you know 12 times to to move through the ranks of getting passed over yeah but one thing i will say is that i do feel like promotion comes from the lord and i will say that even though i got passed over 10 or 12 times i literally lost count my new nickname was ocho cinco and that was because of the number of times i've been passed over but I do think that there was perp kingdom purpose in that. One is that my hope and faith should never be in a title. It should never be in a rank. I should be walking in the calling that God had called me to be a fireman at an extremely young age where I think I had mentioned I used to run outside and watch the fireman ride yep. in the back of the fire truck and I was in my underwear. Yep. So I had a calling and my calling wasn't based on a rank or a position or a title. So God was teaching me stay the course, stay in my lane, uh, keep my eyes focused on him. So I was hurt and upset when I was um, getting passed over. But God quickly began to um, mature me and allow me to just say, you know what? It's not my time. It's not my time. So I made lieutenant after 11 years, which is uh, still somewhat a little little quick. You yeah. know, 11 years is a, a kind of halfway, you know, or close to halfway through your career. Made made lieutenant. Um was a young officer, made a lot of young officer mistakes, as we all do. Uh, no one was born a fireman. No one was born an officer. Sure. So you learn, and God allows you to uh, to learn from your mistakes and learn from others, learn from others' mistakes, and um, surround yourself with good godly mentors and people that would pour into me. And then we have a, uh, man, we just have a, a great group of, uh, of guys that I look to and, and I speak to a lot, and we're all kind of progressing together, and a lot of um, lieutenants are now getting ready to uh, try to go to the next rank, which came up really quick. And you know, any of the firemen that are listening, they they know that um, we had a a chief, and his name was Roger Whitehead. He has a phenomenal story, um, a really cool God stories. He was the one that helped me walk through Knox's kidney disease because yeah. his son had, had leukemia. Had right? leukemia. Yeah, I remember that. So really cool God story with him, and I'd love to have him on one day. So Roger wasn't supposed to retire until like two years from now. So it wasn't on anybody's radar to be preparing. And we're just like, well, we're good for two years. Right. Well, my phone blows up about a month ago and it said, check your email. And the email come out and Roger had this letter of, hey, uh, my career's over. I'm done. I've loved it. And I'm retiring as of October 1st. Mm. And there was 10 or 11 lieutenants. And we were like, holy smokes, like life's about to change really quick. Which was really cool because the fact that all of us got together and we were all really encouraging to each other. And some of these guys that... uh. I'm really close friends with and talk to on a re daily, regular basis. We were all like, hey, I hope you get it. I hope you get it. And that was me saying, hey, I hope you get it. Man, I'd love to come work for you. Yeah. Like, and we, and they were all, we were all kind of going back and forth with that. So we all had a really good experience that there was no backbody, no gossip. And we were all hoping that each other got it. Mm -hmm. So we had about three weeks to prepare for all this. And um, my mom and dad and um, my wife, April, said, well, how do we need to pray? Because I, I do like, you know, uh, don't be anxious and nothing be, be, be in everything in prayer, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So, because I was anxious, immediately you start getting nervous, like this is a big change. Yeah. So I said, well, we just need to pray for the person. 
don't pray that I get the promotion because if it's out of God's timing and God's will. See, I think I learned that right. through the last 10 or 12 or Ocho Cinco Passovers. Yeah, I think I, 88, yeah, carry the two out of one. So I think God had brought me to a place of... Is it 88? What? Is, it, is that the Ocho Cinco number? No, it'd be 85. 85, there that's right. Go. Chad Johnson. I just, I just think of the NFL, yeah. <laughs> Apparently. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco. There, there you go. go. 85. Okay. Sorry. I think God had brought me to a place to where, um, and even my, in my walk, that I wanted to be in God's timing and God's will. And if it wasn't, that would be, I would be so excited because it would be great for whoever that person is. And yeah. I just wanted to pray for the person. So that's where our, our prayer, um, that's where my, my start um, for the preparation for the battalion chief promotion started with prayer mm-hmm. because it was extremely tough for me to even consider to even try to do this because I'd been on the fire truck riding on the line, what we call on the line, doing the the boots on the ground, hands and feet, uh, working with patients and going into fires, et cetera. This position would change all of that. No longer on the fire trucks and you're in the uh, the shift commander or the battalion car who kind of uh, oversees the city overall responsible for the call response and the guys and, and staffing. So there's a lot of, just a big change. Yeah. So for 24 years, I'd been on the fire truck and then the blink of an eye, all could change. And I told April, I am. I told her I, at home, I'm struggling with this. Yeah. She goes, well, you don't, you don't want it. I said, no, I want it, but I don't know if it's my time. Yeah. I need to know this from God because I, I'm personally, I love, I love my job. I want to go to work. I, right. It's not considered work to me. I just love going in. Yeah. So it's like the day of. We get to the promotion. Uh, we kind of jumped through several hoops. We had to turn in resumes, and then we had to do like a big scenario, and all of us candidates went in and. They gave us scenarios, and you're you're doing this in front of a bunch of chiefs, and it's really intimidating, and you can get nervous, and we all kind of progress through these steps, and it comes down to the final day where we go in and get interviewed and ask you know a lot of questions for about forty minutes, and that's the last part. And um, throughout the interview, I didn't feel anything. I didn't. I was just a normal day for me, uh, other than being really nervous and like going, "Lord, where are you at in this?" Because yeah. one of our mentors, Linda Stone from Desperation has always helped April and I. And anytime we're walking through something good or bad, she'd always say, ask, where's the Lord at in this? Yeah. So I'm always out, God, where are you at in this? Because I need I need your confirmation. I don't need man's confirmation no matter what happens. Right. So I'm actually on duty. And then uh, we finish the interviews. A couple hours later, I get called up to the office. And as I'm walking up there, I kind of had an idea that I probably had may have, may have gotten it at that point. When, they, when they're bringing you into the chief's office, you... It's usually not to tell you you didn't get it. Usually you get a phone call. So I walked in, and all the chiefs were sitting there, and they shook my hand, and they said congratulations, and they handed me uh, uh, my new helmet and stuff. And man, I became very t- tearful-eyed because it was just like ripping a Band-Aid off. This was so fast. It's such a big change. And yeah. anyway, shaking their hands, and um, I was just, all I could say was uh, I'm truly shocked. I'm truly humbled. I'm very broken over this. And I was very, you know, started, you know, in tears. And uh, I said, I don't even know what to say. And I'm really in shock. In my spirit, I still wasn't excited. Yeah. Getting man's confirmation. And I even told my chief this. I said, it did nothing for me. Everybody's shaking my hands. And uh, we have a couple conversations and we talk. And I go back downstairs. The guys said that they saw it on my face. They knew that I had probably gotten it. But they said they could see my wheels spinning and turning. And I was almost in a fog that I was just in a, a daze. Yeah. A couple of them texted me and said, did you get it? And I just put thumbs up and couldn't say much. In my spirit, I needed to hear from the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, I, I didn't, I don't even, you know, I didn't even call my, April, didn't, um, didn't call my wife April. I didn't call my mom and dad because I was such in shock that I needed, I needed more than just man's confirmation. 
So I walk outside, and my, of course, then stuff's announced on social media. So my phone starts blowing up. Um, my parents actually found out from my aunt who posted it, and they're like, they're texting me. I can't even call them and talk to them. My wife's texting me, did you get it? And I'm just like, yes. And she's like, what, yes, what? What does that mean? And I'm like, I'll have to call you later because I'm trying to process this. Right. <clears throat> well, then I get a phone call from one, um, just from, what we'll to say, from a fellow fireman. Yeah, because he, he kind of wanted to not really be uh, remain anonymous on this, and and he said he called me. He's crying, he's weeping, and my first thoughts were, "Is like, man, are you really upset that I got it?" <laughs> you know, like kind of joking around. I said, then I said, "Hey, are you are you okay? Like, there's something wrong." He said, "Brent, you don't understand." I'm like, I don't understand what. He said, "I." He said, "You're gonna think I'm crazy. I have to call. I have to call you." He said, "I have been weeping all the way home." And I was like, well, what's the matter? He said, I just got off the phone with my wife, and I had to tell her everything. And he said, Brent, this was one of the guys in the interview. Um, he was actually interviewed, so he was one of the chiefs. Sorry, Brent, we made a mistake. Yeah, yeah. You know what? When I'm when I'm hearing him crying, I'm like, what? <laughs> are you calling me to tell me that you pulled? You know, you got the wrong name. This was the one that didn't get it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he said, Brent, he was one. He was on one, on the panel interviewing me. He said, about ten minutes into your interview, he said, the presence of God came over me which i told him i didn't feel nothing other than nerves and you know just trying to walk through stuff i said i didn't feel crap and uh, he goes brent the presence of god came on you so strong he said that i put my pencil down because my hand was shaking and he said tears began to come down my eyes he said i actually thought i was gonna have to stop the interview and get up and walk out he said but i thought these people will think i'm crazy Mm -hmm. and uh I said, well, I kind of noticed you looked down and wouldn't look at me no more. He said, he said, Brent, I've experienced God two other times in my life, this one being the third. And he said, this is, and I said, I said, Rudy, this has, I said, well, I just said his name, but I said, man, this has nothing. I can add it. <laughs> I said, this has nothing to do with me. I said, I didn't feel a thing. I said, I don't even know what you're talking about right now. He goes, it shook me. It shook me to my core. Mm-hmm. And he said, so he doesn't know what April and I've been praying. He doesn't know what my mom and dad have been praying. And he said, Brent, I have to tell you this right now. He said, God is telling you he is happy with you. He is proud of you. He is encouraged with what, you know, what's going on in your life. And I'm like, man, I feel like a failure every day. Like, I don't even know what I'm doing half the time. Mm-hmm. And I don't because <clears throat> I screw up all the time. And he said, God wanted me to tell you. And he told me in the interview, he said, it is your time. It is your calling. And as soon as he said that, like he started talking about the exact things that we prayed for, word for word. Yeah. Like I was standing out in front of the firehouse and I hit my knees. Like you know me, you've seen me. Yeah. Like I hit my knees out in front of the firehouse in full uniform and I began to just weep and weep. And I couldn't talk. Like I was just, I said, you don't understand what, like I needed this. Yeah. You don't understand that everything y'all just did upstairs, shaking my hand. No offense, it didn't mean that much because I was in such shock and I needed something from the Lord. I needed I needed to know yeah, because it was such a drastic change. So as soon as he told me that, it's literally like everybody can um, kind of get the visual of walking in and flipping on a light switch in a room, you know, darkness to light. So it happens immediately. God, as soon as he said those things and it confirmed it in my spirit, God had like in my spirit said, I flipped a light switch. I am... I have closed one chapter. I'm open another one. Walk in your calling and gifting. Yeah. Go lead. It's confirmation go, that it was that confirmation that's that where I you needed. need to be. 
because I struggled because I'm th- these candidates that we're that you're quote going against are your friends. Yeah. Like people that we've gone and run a lot of bad calls together. Like I, you know, we talk to each other all the time. These are some of the candidates are like truly my mentors. Yeah. I look up to these guys and still do. Like I ask advice from them and still will because they're just that good. They're just that um man, they're great at their job. Yeah. And I learned so much from them. So to be to be chosen was the most humbling experience because I don't understand God's timing. I don't understand God's ways in a lot of things because I've been passed over so many mm-hmm. times and to get that confirmation. So and it's just really weird in the fact that God would shake someone to the core in an interview process. Because if you think about a God experience, most would say, man, it's had a big conference. Nothing wrong with that. And he right. does and he will. Or this special event or, quote, revival. Yeah. Man, those do happen and will happen. And I think God shows up and changes people radically. Look at the Brownsville revival. Yeah. We talked about that. But God can use an interview to shake someone to the core because maybe he needed a word from the Lord. Mm-hmm. Maybe he was in a dry season. I don't know because we haven't had any backstory. Maybe he had felt his prayers were hitting the ceiling like we all feel sometimes. So he, uh, I'm encouraged. I said, like, so I, wa- I want, he's like, I don't want people to know this. And I'm like, I want people to know this because look what, look what God can do. This has nothing to do with man because I'm telling you, I didn't feel nothing. But God's spirit, like our, our spirits lined up and he was basically saying, he was confirming it through him, but he thought, I needed to hear it too. So if he wasn't obedient, that's exactly right. If he wasn't obedient, I would have been walking. And I do. I feel like God is sovereign enough that He would have used somebody. Sure, else. sure. I'm so thankful that He was obedient because at that moment, I mean, it, it broke me, it shook me, but it also flipped a light switch. I mean, but I needed, I needed to. Um, so I was very encouraged, and I'm thankful that I just made it through the store without crying. Um, since that moment, I have had, gosh, multiple, um, multiple nights of just weeping. A couple of the other candidates that didn't get it that I was friends with, we spoke that night, and I was weeping on the phone with them. Yeah. No one tells you getting promoted to a battalion chief is going to be a night of weeping and crying with friends. Right. Um, There hasn't been one day of celebration since this. There's been a lot of determination with this because, because he's confirmed it and called it. My prayer life has totally changed. Man, my prayer life is for... All the guys that I work with, yeah, and um, for the decision making and wisdom and guidance and um, the heart to serve, a heart to yeah. lead, a heart to point people to Jesus any way I can. Yeah, because it, it's a it's a big change. I mean, as far as your 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 day to day, you know, duties, it's a big change. You kind of go from from playing on the field to you're still on the field, right? But you know, you're telling others, hey, I mean, you're sending guys into possibly into a, a burning building. You know, and um, you know that's that's a that's a big change, right. big change. It's a it's a very humbling experience. That's the only thing I can. It, this whole thing has just been very humbling, um, but it's been very challenging for me to. Um, I still got a lot to learn. Yeah, and I'm, I want to learn every single day, and I and I have, and I will, and um, I'm I'm not the best, mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll just tell you, I'm just not the best at anything. Yeah. But um, if if God is if this is His calling and this is His time and His will, then I'm going to do everything I can, 100 percent, and. Uh, my heart's. So I'm just not going to stop. Yeah, I, I think I taken back to kind of a funny story throughout this whole thing. We're 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 in a me and Brent are in a group text with uh, with some guys that we 
are friends with that live up in Coleman that um, that we that basically go to Desperation Church up in Coleman. And so when we were going up there, you know, some of these guys we we didn't know before, we started going to church with them and and, and built a, a good relationship with these guys. And it's it's important if if you're listening, and you're a guy out there. It's important to have a group of guys um, that are around you that you can basically talk to about anything uh those guys those guys also need to be the guys that step up and will pray mm-hmm. at, at any moment and and this is that group i mean it, it it's a very solid group of guys but um brent sent out a text a while back that was like hey you know i got a big possible promotion coming up you know you guys mind is you just just be praying for me about it and, and praying for uh you know just for god's will um and there's a, a, another guy that texted in the same same group text and was like, "Hey, I got an interview coming up. Uh, basically, it's my dream job, and you know, would you guys be praying for me?" So, um, John, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say your name. John Helton was was is in that group text, and he was like, "Yeah, I got it. Praying, praying for you, praying for you." Well, other people was like, "Yeah, I got this coming up too. Pray for me about this." So when when Brent sent out or when uh. Eric, who the, the the other guy who got his dream job, interview for his dream job, he sent a text. He's like, "Guys, I just I just got my dream job." And of course, we were like, "Man, that's awesome!" And John's like, "Yeah, I was praying for you, buddy. I'm praying for you." And then, you know, like a week later, Brent sends out a text and is like, "Man, you know, got the, got the battalion chief job." And and of course, John's like, "Man, I was praying for you about that." And so and so then we were kind of kidding to John. Hey, John, can you pray for me, buddy? Hey, man, if you don't mind, I got a list. Do you, you pull out a list like on uh, Christmas vacation? Yes. <laughs> if you don't mind, I'd like to get you something real nice. To- <laughs> get you something real nice, Clark. Get you a prayer in there too, John. No, yeah. So uh, no, but it's it's cool though because there was a lot of people praying too. Um, but to see you know God move and and answer prayers, and and you know sometimes God God doesn't answer yes to your prayers, but. Um, it was cool to see to see that happen because there were some guys in, in our close to us in our lives that were also needing prayer about some things that that um, some positive things happened. So uh, I was taken back to that story though because I, I told John I was like, "Hey, I got a listing appointment coming up. I need you to I need you to pray for it." And we got the listing. So um, no, but you know, honestly, man, it's just you know this is kind of one of those moments where it's like it's so important just to walk with God, to stay close to God. Um, stay in his word because, you know, that moment could have been just skipped over right. or just, or just missed, you know, and, and I'll encourage you with this too. Like God is in every situation. Mm-hmm. He He's there. He's in it. You know, be looking for that. Be looking for those situations. Be looking for those moments because I, I believe that God is always there. He He's always in those moments. And a lot of the times we don't, we don't see it. You know, we just... We just feel like maybe like maybe God's only in certain moments, those big moments that, that we feel like my salvation or this or this revival service you're talking about or this or that. Like no, like God's in our day to day. Like right. He's with us every single day. And He's He's going along with us everywhere we go, every person we talk to, every relationship we have, He's in those moments. And and I think that we need to be do a better job of realizing realizing that. Yeah, and and I'll speak to that real quick. Is um, with with everything that's going on, it's it's really dangerous for me to follow my heart and my feelings because I know my heart and feelings don't always match up with scripture. I mean, they just don't. So I have to pull myself back. And there are moments you talked about relationships. My wife had texted me one day and she said, "I am anxious." 
Um, a lot of things, she's a school teacher, so a lot of things have just been really challenging. So if you're a school teacher, you understand everything that I'm, without even having to go into detail, it's been a very challenging year. Just a little bit. Just, 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 a, just a little bit. So the kids have come back and stuff. So she texted me five days ago and said, I'm, I'm feeling anxious. So instead of trying to fix something, I just responded back, you know, so we got to fall back on truth. You don't be anxious anything, but mm-hmm. with prayer and supplication. So like, let's pray. Let's go. Like, so if this is anxiety. It's not from the Lord. Yep. Let's pray about it. And then it was like, the other day she's like, well, I'm worried because we have games this day and games this day and we have this going on in the school. And I said, I said, I'm going to have to fall back on scripture because I don't have a lot to tell you, but the Bible tells us to, you know, yeah. only worry for today because so tomorrow will, you know, bring us on worries, yeah. but only, we're only given today. Yeah. So let's focus on today. Let's be in the moment. So I would been trying to be very careful because as husbands, we're all fixers. We want to fix something. So if your wife tells you something, so really now she can't get mad at me if I'm pointing her back to Jesus, right? right. I'm, I'm going to pull the Jesus juke on her. I'm going to get a little Jesus card here. So, but it is, and I want to do the same for my kids. So when my, we talked this morning about the kids talking about a, uh, we're coming out of a busy season. Yeah. And I talked about Ecclesiastes. There's seasons of life or things. So we're going to enjoy the season. Busy is not bad. It's just busy. Yep. But we're about to come out of it. So I have been, but the only way I can do that is by me staying in the word, because if not, I'm going to give them my opinions and then I know what that's going to lead to. Right. It happens. It yeah. Happens. It's not good. Uh, Matthew 4, 4 says, uh, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Hebrews 4.12 says, For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of the soul and the spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. <clears throat> so there's tons and tons of scripture. Uh, Joshua 1.8, The book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but shall meditate on it day and night, that we may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. Uh, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. So meditate day and night. And that doesn't mean... Like we have to, like sometimes as believers, we can go way to the opposite side and get legalistic. Like, wait, if you don't, if you don't read your word, it was not Jesus plus read your word. It's not Jesus plus prayer. It's only Jesus. And I think this, when it talks about piercing my heart, like it changes my heart, my mind, my attitude, and I can quote refocus um, get my, I can align my spirit with his. I can refocus on the word versus having like my focus on feelings and following my heart. Right. That's important. Uh, I'm going to read, this is a quote by Charles Spurgeon, the great Charles Spurgeon. Um, this is what he said. He said, if we want revivals, we must revive our reverence for the word of God. If we want conversions, we must put more of God's word into our sermons. It is God's word that saves souls not our comment upon it, however correct that comment may be. Um, just stay in the word, man. Yeah. I mean, that's, and, and we, it seems like everybody, every guest that we've had, I mean, they talk about the importance of that. Uh, I always go back to Draper. Like, like Draper is a, is a guy that like, I mean, he studies the word of God. And when he was on our, our podcast the first time and, and the second time too, but I mean, just, just beating it into your brain. Hey, this is what you need to do. Stay in God's word. Mm-hmm. Stay in God's word. Stay in God's word. It is living and it's breathing. It will speak life to you. And um, just how important it is, man. It is so important. I, I know the times where you, you, you spend away from God and you're not in God's word. You're, you just, you know, things happen and you, you're, you're, it's like your vision is fogged, you know, and those moments where you're back with God, you're like, man, why did I even, you know, fall off a little bit, man? Just, just stay in God's word. It's, it's, um, 
it, it, it's an awesome thing to see God move in your life and, and for you to be able to to see these God moments because you're staying in God's Word and staying in prayer with Him. I'll, uh, I'll read this other one, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding, which is where I try to. A lot of times when I was walking through the seasons of uh, getting passed over for stuff, yeah. I, I didn't understand it, but God, um, through time, I think that the, I have grown more in adversity than I have on mountaintops. And that's not popular to say because who wants to walk through adversity and valleys? Well, I think in Scripture we see a lot of people walk through valleys but there is kingdom mindset. So ask yourself, where is God at in this? Because he's there. And I'm talking about even some of the darkest moments. And and um, we've walked, my, my wife and I have walked through a lot of dark moments. And without going into detail, God was still in some of these dark moments. Yeah. And you have to look, and it is challenging sometimes. So I'm, I, I don't say this as a flip any of the, oh, just, you don't understand what I've been through. No, I don't. Yeah. But on the flip side, you don't know what I've been through. Yeah. But what I will tell you is God has not ever left me or forsake me. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. The yoke means linked together. That's right. And it, that, you know, that little scripture verse was about a, a strong ox and a weak ox. And we're the weak. He's the strong. We're yoked together because he's going to carry the load. So I need to be yoked with him and lean on him and not that's on my right. own understanding. Uh, so that says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. So making your path straight. So that doesn't always mean success. That doesn't always mean promotions. That doesn't always mean more money and all that stuff. So making your path straight could just be more of Jesus. That's right. And we've, you know, we've talked about the documentary before is that following Jesus doesn't always mean full bank accounts, promotion, success, jobs. It, it, you, you may end up not getting a job, losing a job. And with everything going on in this world, this world has worldly consequences. Yeah. But God is still a, a God of salvation, a God of changing hearts and man and about eternity, about kingdom mindset. And uh, But he also says we're more important than the birds of the field, Matthew six thirty five, mm-hmm. that he will take care of, for, of us. He will provide for us. may not be what we want, but it'll be you know what he wants for us. So uh, my challenge, uh, if we're good with giving just a quick challenge. Let's go with it. Is one is when Peter walked on water, there was... Um, a lot of other disciples in the boat that were watching him. They were watching a God moment. If you don't think for one second that they went somewhere and told somebody, like, man, you ain't going to believe what Peter did. Dude, this jerker walked on water. And then they're going to hear the other side. Dude, man, he took his eyes off Jesus. If it was me, I wouldn't have taken my eyes off Jesus. I wouldn't have fell. I'd have ran to Jesus. We'd have been giving hugs yeah, and high fives. Sure. We'd have dabbed, whatever we do now. Yeah. But, <laughs> There have been all kind of stories, but people are going to tell of a God story. People mm-hmm. told stories about Peter walking on what we still learn from it today. So one, keep your eyes focused on Jesus. And if you fall like Peter did, Jesus is good enough to reach down and pick you up. But I will also say, just like the other disciples told stories, don't be afraid to tell God stories. Yeah, Don't be afraid to tell God stories that he's doing in your life because he wants to encourage someone. And if he, God tells you to call someone and bless them. So my encouragement today is, I don't care if it's your spouse and your kids. Start with your home first. Yeah. Love your neighbors yourself. Neighbors, a person next to you, which I would say is just right in your home. Man, call someone today. Text someone today. Uh, go see someone today and encourage them. If God tells you to tell them something, man, tell them. And they can they can make sure it lines up with Scripture because Scripture always interprets it Scripture. And um, and if you have a word from the Lord, give it to them and uh, just encourage and challenge them to uh, to stay in the Word of God uh, and to not lean on our own understanding. That's good stuff. So, uh, just like Brent said, man, stay in the Word. I, I think that's um, you know, stay in prayer, things like that, because uh, obviously that story. And also, congratulations, offici- officially, congratulations. I hadn't had a day of celebration yet. Well, we're gonna have to celebrate <laughs> sometime. So, 
Um, guys, thank you for listening as always. And guess what? We're not going to wait another month for a podcast. We're going to for another episode. We're going to actually do one here in about 10 minutes, but we'll release it probably sometime next week. So um, anyway, guys, thank you for listening. We'll catch you later.